Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Come Sports on. Radio. Lavar Arrington, Jonas she, Knox with you here she, on she, FSR. She, no she, Brady she, Quinn, she, but he will be back on the air with us uh, tomorrow. Coming up on Monday, rather uh, say six a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I know. That's your show tomorrow. Well, yours too. Oh, that's what we do. Yeah. What do we do? We, do. we work. We, do. we just yeah. work, bro. Come on. While the rest of you guys are having Saturdays off, we're just grinding away. We're just talking crazy about us. Yeah. Now. You know, just uh, you're getting no money to talk crazy about us. We're getting <laughs> money to talk about things that you say that we're crazy about. Yes. Um, and. Uh, we will take this show all the way up until the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Enjoy. You can uh, check us out on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of uh, Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We appreciate you joining us here. It is tradition here. Uh, every single Friday here on FSR, whether there's a season or not a season, whether there's any news or not news, it's a damn football Friday. It is a football Friday Come on. here. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Football. Yeah. Friday. Mm. Come on. Ah. Yeah. It is. Ooh. Football Friday. Uh, yeah. Throw it. Yeah. Pass it. Catch it. Toss yeah. it. Pile Tackle on. it. Come yeah. on. Football <laughs> Friday. It is. Hey, and it uh, is a football Friday, but can I can I throw something out at you? Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I really enjoy By the way, why the hell do you ask? It's your show, too. What are we talking about here? Just throw well, whatever you want at. I, I know you you plan our show out, pie so vibes. I just like to make sure I'm courteous. and, and Pie I, vibes. I you know, I am pie vibes. Yeah. We, Fat way, boy slim. That's get, what they call me. We got some people pissed off at you on uh, Twitter over that. I thought yeah. you were going to get heat for the Colin Kaepernick take. Instead, it was your uh, top five pie rankings I mean, that are well, really that, pissing people that, off. It's got a little bit more to it right yeah. now. Um, anyway. Um, more relevant? It is a little bit more <laughs> relevant right now. Um, I love the fact that the Nets went into Philly, dropped a hammer on them, stomped a mud hole in them, and KD went straight for Embiid's neck. Oh, yes. I got to tell it's you. It's awesome. The reason why that's so amazing is, one, they thumbed their finger at, at James Harden, for one. That, that's a, that was a slight. And then, two, for all of the harassment that Ben Simmons went through being there, KD went at the main dude on Philly. They went at Philly like this was a like it was a playoff championship round game, which says to me their buy-in of Ben Simmons is real. It's not for fake. And the other players that are on the roster that came over from Philadelphia that probably weren't there long enough for it to to really matter. But their approach to that game last night says to me that the support of Ben Simmons is real. It kind of separated Ben Simmons from the whole the whole deal in the sense that they took the weight of that game on their shoulders and and took it to the Sixers. 
I liked what they did, and I think that's going to go a long way for the for the aspects of what Ben Simmons' mindset is moving forward. Yeah, because he's actually like they rallied around his situation. Indeed, and and he's Indeed. never he hasn't played a game with them yet, and they rallied around him. And in fact, I would say he probably got more support from his team than he really got in Philly because him and Joel Embiid didn't get along. I mean, that was documented for a long time. And we know what the situation was like between the fans and and uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, they wrapped a urinal with his jersey last night. Uh, they were, you know, booing him. Towards the end of the game, a loose ball went towards the bench. Ben Simmons bent over and picked it up and got booed. <laughs> like, yeah. got booed. Because if you understand Philly fans, you know Philly fans are just, they're known for how they are. They're insane. They are. They're, they're the worst football fans in all the National Football League. They are the <laughs> worst fans. They are the worst. If, they're, if you had to give out an award for worst fans ever, they are number one on okay. the list. Hands by far, far and away. It's not even up for debate. You spent your entire career in the NFC East. Yes. Uh, give me an example of how bad Philly fans are. Well, well, so so here's the thing, right? Like at Penn State, which is interesting because Saturdays, Philly fans are Penn State fans as well. Pittsburgh fans are, are are Penn State fans. And then on Sundays, you go to your hometown and you become rivals, right? We don't like Philly. Philly doesn't like Pittsburgh, West versus East. So the point is, at Penn State, when the game is over and the team is in their, their buses going back to the airport, you know what Penn State people do? Wow. They wave. They say, you know, take care, goodbye. You know, like, not waving like as in like – goodbye like waving like bye like you know like real fans like bye guys like safe travels like courtesy pulling up or leaving in philadelphia you will see every single privacy body part (laughs) being used by the fans to do whatever it is they i don't know i don't (laughs) i don't think it's to intimidate but I, I certainly don't think that it is to distract and be uh, provocative either. I really don't know what the thought process behind being a woman and pulling your pants down lower than your kneecaps, <laughs> like full show. All, all the way? All the way show. Wow. Like all the way show. For free. If that's what you want to call it, I mean, I would have paid to to please don't pull them down. Make it stop. Yeah, please don't, please don't pull them down. <laughs> and it and it's just person by person, like just droves of people. You're driving into the to the stadium. That's out. Then you got top out. Then you got middle fingers. Then you got people spitting. Then you got you name it. It is. Uh, it, it goes like sometimes fandom. Like you'll describe a fan base, and it, it's kind of like, like they're gritty or they're they're hardcore or they're loud or whatever it is. You don't find yourself very often using words like despicable, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just like you can say maybe it's offensive or. De- My experiences with Philly fans. Philly football fans despicable like uh, that that's like the only way you can explain it uh, this this ought to tell you everything you need to know about just 
specifically Eagles fans, but it runs the entire city. I mean, look, the Flyers. Bro, they they taking the, you to trial. The Flyers, Pens in the in the playoffs, and you and I are Penguins fans. Yep. Flyers versus Penguins in the playoffs is nasty. I mean, it is, and those fans eat that stuff up. And yeah. they haven't won a cup in years and years and years, but they eat that stuff up. And Philly fans, I mean, you know, at their World Series parade, you had, um, was it Chase Utley who who dropped an F-bomb, you know, celebrating a World Series. Like, it just that's how that city is. But this other the, the, Then the football player yeah, did it, too. Yeah, uh, which one? Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey did it. Who announced he's coming back, by the way. And by the way, Kelly, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll be in the Hall of Fame one day uh, for, the, uh, for the Eagles, the center for the uh, Jason Kelsey. Him and his and his brother mm-hmm. and tra- him and Travis are going to be Hall of Famers. Yep. But this ought to tell you everything you need to know about Eagle fans. The best moment in the history of the franchise, they finally won a Super Bowl. And they had to grease down. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. They, you they, they greased down the poles downtown to try and deter Eagle fans from climbing them. And that's not even the worst part. The worst part was they punched a police horse. And, and number two... <laughs> A guy in a Randall Cunningham jersey bent over and ate crap off the sidewalk. Horse crap, Horse crap. off okay, the sidewalk. Make sure you clear Okay, that. like and and that's the best day of their lives. <laughs> like, I, mean, like, I don't know if they still do it, but they were doing preliminary hearings in the stadiums. They had holding sales yeah. in the stadium, people. Like so while oh while you're thinking God. we're piling on Philadelphia Eagles fans, <laughs> clearly Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, understood that oh, they get man. it in at the games too. They were had they had a judge and holding sales <laughs> In the stadium, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I, I I I I like that they have that reputation. I I think it's hilarious. And look, it's not just to say that this is only Philly fans because no, I, I went to fans are there can be some really really bad fans. Amen. I've just never found myself saying. That's despicable. Okay, I went to the Bears-Saints NFC Championship game in January of 2007, and I swear to God, there was a there were a couple of fans holding up signs. All right, the first sign was this was when Reggie Bush was a member of the Saints. I think he was a rookie that year, and there was a Bears fan that was holding up a sign, not even in his seat, in the walkways so that people could see it as they passed through by the bathrooms, <laughs> holding up a sign that said, your bush stinks. Ooh. Okay? There was that. Ooh. And then there was another fan holding up a sign that said, today the Bears finish what Katrina started. Wow. I mean. That's not very tasteful. Not at all. Like, but the, yeah. but that uh, so when you see what Ben Simmons got in Philadelphia or how it's not just that it's that it's Philly fans. Uh, this happens in a lot of places, especially when people are fired up yeah, about but games. You don't, they had you too don't much have to, to downplay it. Philly fans are the worst. You don't have to downplay <laughs> it. I, I, and I, listen, I claim them. As Penn Staters. I claim the Penn State portion of the despicable fans. I I really do. But outside of the the Penn State contingency of that despicable fan base, Uh, I don't claim that. Like, I mean, mean, and again, they're proud of it. They're proud of that. It's just. I mean, when we were riding through, it, it it is burnt in my memory what those fans along that strip. Into the stadium. <laughs> what did you see? And that was back when the Rocky, the Rocky statue was in front of the vet as well. 
So we're driving. You see the Rocky. You're like, oh, look at Rocky. And then you see somebody, you know, frontal on you. And and it's like, you know, they're they're, <laughs> they're wagging at you. Like, What do you mean? Well, you work it out. A little jump rope? A man wagging, okay. wagging his tail at you, but it wasn't his tail. You know what I mean? If you know what I mean. So, hel- helicopter landing? I just could right. not. I just can't. I, I could not. <laughs> being new to the league, being, being a, a professional at the point in time that these things happen, I could not comprehend oh, the things that I was, I was seeing on our approach to the stadium. Just, like just just imagine uh, a a championship star fan base. They finally get their first Super Bowl. You got to grease and, and, down the lamp. And, and how do you ce- how, do, how do you celebrate? You bend over and eat horse crap off the sidewalk. Like <laughs> I, I remember the one game. I remember the one game. We beat them to get into we beat them to get into the playoffs. And when we took the lead, one of the fans threw an entire an entire thing of beer on Clinton Portis's mom. <laughs> like it was an all-out brawl that ensued after that. Why would that? you? Why would you throw? Like it's known. It's widely known. Like when when my wife and family. Because she's from South Jersey, which if you're from South Jersey, they claim Philadelphia. That's their side. <laughs> that's their side of it, right? Oh, North Jersey is New York. South Jersey is Philly. And they were going to the game and sitting in the stands and had to hide their jerseys. They were telling them and advising them to hide your jersey because they pick out and they seek out fans that wear the other team's jerseys. So they saw Clinton's mom with the port I think it had Portis's mom on the back of the jersey with his number and when we were pulling out that game they threw bear on her and all I could remember when we were going off of the field was there was just this big brawl in the middle of the back of the field I see Clinton running over there so we're all running over there and come to find out they they were like literally pouring bear on, on his mom it's unbelievable that's despicable. Yeah, like I, I don't. That's despicable. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, so Ben Simmons, you are not alone. Yeah, uh, you Ben. Are not alone. Like, be happy that they didn't do anything worse than put you in a, a commode. You know, a stand-up uh, urinal. Uh, is good. His jersey. We should point out. You're good. Not, not actually Ben Simmons. Well, it was him. But it's his jersey. He didn't get it. He didn't his get his name. His likeness. Yeah, you know? He didn't get a swirly or anything. Ew. By the way, what do you think about? Two pros and a cup of Joe urinal cakes. I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I wouldn't like it. I mean, it's great it's promotion. Great. Come on. I mean, it's good promotion. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for the wall, though. Maybe like where your hand goes, like, you know, or right where the eye line is. But yeah. I, I just don't like, I can't get behind cake, like wow. urinal cake. Like wow. that, that, that's, that's just not on my list of cakes I like. All right. That's well, all. We, we know about your top five. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I, yeah. cherry was left out. People were really bothered by I'm that. I'm not into cherry. Uh, by the not way, into I, it. Uh, you did your, uh, so if you're wondering, we did the uh, LeVar's uh, Pie Vibes, his top five pies yep. uh, ranked because he had a coconut cream yesterday. Me. Y'all not going to well, shame me saying, out of my top five. Uh, a guy wrote in and said, um, tell LeVar respectfully that apple crumble is known as a Dutch apple pie. All right, go so, with it. I'm just, I'm just saying. I've uh, read apple crumble when I got yeah. it, but we yeah. could go with Dutch. I still don't know what a bean pie is. I'm not I'm mad no at idea. it. Well, there you go. No idea what a bean pie is. We're going to find one. Yeah, so let's leave that alone. You got to find uh, them. It is uh, two pros. You can only get them in certain places. <laughs> and a cup of joe. That's true. Limited offerings. That, that is true. Yeah, um, so. 
By the way, we are brought I mean, to you it's by beans, Discover. It's a musical fruit. Yeah. Uh, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Just discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, it's coming up next. Um, there's, um, there's a portion of the NFL that completely changed. I mean, we're talking in the matter of hours, completely changed. We'll tell you what it is right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to have a uh, another edition of the uh, Scraps coming up later this hour, about 20 minutes from now. And uh, apparently there is some speculations on, uh, on some shenanigans being pulled by a quarterback in the NFL last season. Uh, so we will uh, have that uh, discussion for you right here on FSR. Before we get into uh, this discussion about an entire portion of the NFL that has changed, want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Las Vegas, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 Draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is, now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. That's right, you and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th, sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes, check this out, round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Speaking of Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, a few years back, uh, made a trade as the Oakland Raiders. They sent Khalil Mack to the Chicago Bears for a couple of picks, and um, uh, Khalil Mack is now back in the AFC West as a member of the Chargers as the Bears trade him back uh, to L.A. Uh, for a couple of picks in return, a second-round pick this year, uh, and a six-round pick, and so he is gone from the Bears. They're restarting. They're dumping salary. They're trying to move on, and now Khalil, ba- Khalil Mack is back in the AFC West, and all of a sudden, and we talked about this, that entire division, there's not a bad team in that division. Hmm. Like, like there's, there's not one team you look at and go, well, we can say whatever we want about the Raiders. They were a playoff team a year ago. I mean, mm-hmm. they were in the postseason. They were in that game at Cincinnati. It came down to the wire, and then Roberto's guy, Derek Carr, threw an interception short of the goal line uh, when they needed a touchdown. But we're going to forget about all well, Matt that. Matt Ryan wouldn't have thrown it. Yeah, well, that's, that is true. Uh, but yeah, If you would have had Matt Ryan, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, you've got superstars <laughs> up and down that division. You've got uh, Mahomes still in Kansas City. You've got Russell Wilson now with the Broncos. You've got Justin Herbert and, and Khalil Mack and those guys with L.A. You've got the Raiders there i can't think of another division i've been that this excited to look forward to if you could just tell me all right you can only pick one division to watch football next year give me the afc west it's going to be bonkers i agree i don't know if it i don't know if there's i agree with you i don't know if it's possible that all four teams would go to the postseason but all four teams are deserving is that possible i just the way the schedule you think about how well the chargers played and they missed the playoffs this year I, I, listen, all things given, no matter if if Khalil Mack 
proves out or not, if Russell Wilson proves out or not, if Herbert can come back and prove out again or not. The storylines going into the season and what will play out going into the games is going to be tremendous. There's there's no getting around that. So yeah. to me that it's definitely an exciting it's an exciting deal to be able to look at what the uh the AFC West has has been able to create. Uh that would be a that's a distinction that has belonged to the AFC North for, for quite some time. Yeah. Like it's just been it's just been a non a non debate in terms of the AFC North being the most competitive and and the best division to watch. So now looking at it being out west, being quarterback heavy and being quarterback driven, you add pass rushers to to those teams because you have to. You add safeties to those teams because you have to. And looking at the Khalil Mack deal, the biggest question going into it is, can he be the Khalil Mack that became the name Khalil Mack? Or is he a shell of himself? That is going to be a tall tale of the tape because if you can keep Joey Bosa healthy and you have a Khalil Mack that's motivated and healthy enough at 31 to do things that he once did that that created that reputation then now you got to believe that their defense is going to not only help them in games but they're going to possibly win games for them moving forward and if that's what they have then that becomes a very very dangerous team in the National Football League they I, I mean you would have to assume a healthy Khalil Mack actually makes this team a possible Super Bowl contender. Mike Williams is back. He signed a three-year deal uh, around $60 million, I think $40 million guaranteed. So there was some speculation, is he going to be brought back? Because him and Justin Herbert, especially as the year went on, uh, developed a chemistry to where he was making big catches all the time for the Chargers. So he's back. Uh, and, and Khalil Mack is reunited with Brandon Staley, who was on the Bears coaching staff when he first got to Chicago back in 2018. So it does feel like you know, maybe there's a possibility here. And we talked about it, you know, earlier in the show. Before he went down with the injury, he had the best start to his entire career with Chicago last year. He had uh, six sacks through seven games, but he was dealing with this nagging foot injury. And so now you bring him back uh, against all those quarterbacks. You need a pass rush in that division, and the Chargers think they've got a pass rush. Plus, Derwin James. I mean, they're like, man. He's battled injuries, too. So he's got a... He's got to find a way to stay healthy, too. And he gets, like, devastating injuries yeah. when he gets hurt. It's bad know? luck injuries, yeah. almost. Yeah. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Who? You remember Mike Brown back in the I day? Do. The safety out of Nebraska yeah. who played with the Bears. Amazing football player. Uh, could never stay healthy. But, and, I mean, he's Mike Brown, if healthy, is up there with Bob Sanders and Ed 100%. Reed and Troy Polamalu. 100%. And he's could, right there with him. Like, and some people are probably sitting there like, who? Look up Mike Brown. That dude, he's like the honey badger before the honey badger. Yeah. He's like the original honey badger. That's a, the honey badger don't give a damn. That's Mike Brown. Mike Brown is one of the dopest football players I've ever seen play the game. Yeah, and he was he had the, you talk about a ball hawk. He had the knack for the football all the time. Just ran like just NFL. looked like a, like him and and, and uh, Bob Sanders. They just look like pit bulls out there. Yeah. You ever see a pit bull run? You know how their legs are like real bowed up and they they look like they're just too short and stuff like that, but they get there and they moving and their tongue is wagging. 
That's that's Mike Brown. Yeah, and he he's a guy similar to my Derwin class. James. My class, by the was way. He? I believe he's a 2000. Yeah, he was a guy similar to Derwin James who just could not stay healthy and just yeah. had terrible luck with injuries. It's horrible. And it derailed his career. And you ask anybody on that team, they'll tell you, man, when Mike Brown was healthy, he was the heart the and soul. Of, I, I know a lot of people give it to Erlacher, but he really was the heart and soul of that defense yeah. when he was there. When the Super Bowl they lost to Peyton Manning and the Colts, people forget in that game, the Bears were without Tommy Harris and Mike Brown. That's kind of a big deal. That's a big deal. Like, t- Tommy Harris was a stud as well, too. That's a big deal. He, he was one of the better interior defensive linemen. Oh, so, super dope. Um, so you just you look at the the situation with the Chargers. Yeah, if they can we're stay healthy. draft class. It same draft class, yeah, yeah. Same draft class. Um, also, and this is this is where I think this maybe gets interesting. Von Miller threw it out there, kind of hinted at a potential return to Denver. Yeah, Denver, yeah. If you're the Broncos, I mean, you kick the tires on that. I mean, they didn't part on on bad terms. No, and you're not you're not going to have to pay him what what you were going to pay him before. If you could get him out of at a, a an acceptable, reasonable. You know, tag. I, I would assume that they would kick. Well, why would you not bring back one of the greatest players in the history of your franchise if you are okay with him and he's okay with you? Especially if you need pass rushing help in that division, much like what the Chargers just did. Von Miller, I think, all of a sudden becomes a real opportunity in, in a specialist capacity. I don't think he would have a problem with being like a pass rush specialist where he doesn't have to play. In fact, I, I, I would assume at this point in his career, he would probably embrace having a limited role, more limited role, and more special, special, uh, specialist need uh, type of deal, specialist movement or designation, whatever you Be, want to call Because it. the Rams can't sign everybody, especially if you're going to redo Aaron Donald's contract and you're going to give him, and there's the, you know, they're talking contract extension, maybe $30 million a year. Need, you don't necessarily need Von Miller either. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear on that. Yeah. So, you know, he, he came in, he won a Super Bowl. Maybe he goes back to the Broncos as they try and do what the Chargers did, bring in some pass rushing help. But, you know, there is uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of moving pieces. But, man, that division is going to be wild. Should be fun. Yeah, Should a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, uh, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get into um, a big day, a big day for a franchise quarterback. It's yours right here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports he's our franchise quarterback a man who i'm sure was outraged by lavar errington's top five pie rankings earlier uh, eddie garcia well i don't uh, outrage is a strong word yeah, although strong. i would like to know anybody have any advice on where to get some pie at uh six in the morning here or anywhere why did that uh, oh, you gotta spark go, a fire you gotta, are you kidding me yes <laughs> Hell yes, I want. To. You got to find you a good diner. Yeah, that's no, I, like got, I go to the diner. I go to the diner right near my house, the Volt. I go to the Volt and I go to Flappy Jacks, Coco's, uh, Coco's. All right, Seven Eleven's go. got those little Debbie oh, pies. Come on, just saying those little uh, handheld Debbie, yeah. oh, little Debbie yeah, pies. That's unacceptable. Okay, that's, I'm just saying. That's, that's just how helpful. he rolls. I'm just it's saying, not, not helpful. You know, if options are I limited, I grew up Eddie. on little Debbie, uh, you know, oatmeal and cream pies. Let, so let's so let's be me. honest. Jonas is going to go eat like a bell pepper. Well, yeah, right. he's well, not going to have a piece of Literally pie. a bell pepper. Uh, well, I'm not going to eat for like seven more hours. What's, what's, so the, what's the orange seasoning salt? What's it called? Uh, well, what's the know. orange seasoning Laurie's? salt? Laurie's? No. Orange the other seasoning one. salt. Yeah. Like it's like in the tall. About? I didn't see. I never knew what they were until I got out here. Orange the, seasoning salt? Yeah. It's like orange. All right. 
Tahin? Tahin, there we go. Come on, Berto, you don't know Tahin? Berto, you are, you know what? I don't use Tahin. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, what I the hell's that got to do with pie? We're talking yeah. about yeah. pie. I don't well, we, you, you, you took us to the pepper. You put oh. tahini on peppers. Oh, right. Well, no, I eat them raw. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just. But just when you think it couldn't get worse. Some uh, people do put tahini on peppers. Eddie, I hear it's good. Eddie, have you ever had bean pie? I still can't figure out what bean pie is. I can't figure it out. Uh, I wish LeVar, we could do a caller segment on that. LeVar, honestly. you're going to have to bring us in some bean pie. I'm going to bring us some bean pie, <laughs> right, and yeah. we're going to try it on air. I like yeah. when Roberto's like, wait, what is? <laughs> I promise gives, you. Gives him an excuse. I promise you, if you give it a fair opportunity, you'll you'll be impressed. I'm not saying I won't try it. I just don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. It's high on my list, though, you yeah, see. So, unbelievable. All right. All right. There all right. we go. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get you updated on what happened in Major League Baseball. If for somehow uh, you didn't hear news, but uh, the league and the players did agree on terms of a new CBA, so that 99-day lockout is now over. Season is going to include a full 162-game regular season schedule. Players are going to report to spring training by Sunday. Opening day slated for April the 7th. Under the new CBA, the minimum salaries will begin at $700,000 in uh, the 2022 season. That's a 23% increase hmm. from the prior year. Baseball will now have a 12-team postseason. Top two division winners earn first-round buys. We've got a universal DH and will now have a draft lottery. Now back to LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Thank you, Eddie. Two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, uh, we'll call it 10 minutes from now, uh, there's uh, somebody being accused of some shenanigans, uh, some selfish shenanigans uh, to hurt their own team last year in the NFL. Uh, We will get into that story for you right here uh, 10 minutes from now on FSR. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally uh, common sense. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, he is uh, the the grand jury is going to hear evidence coming up later on today. So it's a big day for Deshaun Watson. We might hear if there's going to be some criminal charges, but it feels like this is a day that teams around the NFL have targeted uh, to see whether or not he will be charged, uh, punished by the league. Um, this could carry into a little bit into next week, but we should get some clarity hopefully later on today when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Um it's a big moment. It, a huge moment. Um, yeah, it's a big moment. Because, I mean, listen, he, playing, he's a top three, five quarterback in the NFL. I mean, as far as what organizations look at it, you want to build around. Before all this stuff went down, Deshaun Watson was it. He was one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. And now he finds himself, you know, in front of a grand jury with all this other stuff going on. Uh, he's going to be on a new team next year. Um, you you would assume if things go his way. And I just can't help. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday to think, man, if you're Pittsburgh and you know that you've dealt with things like this in the past and you've got a strong enough organization and strong enough leadership uh, I mean, they were willing to bring on Brian Flores in the midst of all this stuff. Uh, they were willing to, you know, continue on with Ben Roethlisberger and give him contract extensions with all the stuff he, that he had going on. Antonio Brown threw furniture out of a balcony at a hotel, uh, and and the Steelers dealt with all that stuff. That, to me, feels like the most logical landing spot for Deshaun Watson if I want to revitalize my career. I mean, it's not a bad one, that's for certain. And, and and let's just go back to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, while playing, was one of the top guys. But there are going to be question marks about Deshaun Watson and his return if that return becomes inevitable. 
how has this impacted him mentally? How has this all impacted him emotionally? The physical aspect of it, guys can get things back. He's young enough to 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 handle the physical aspects of the rigors of what comes along with him returning back to the game. But how is he going to handle now being the guy that people recognize as the massage guy? You know, how is he going to handle being a leader with his teammates? How is he going to address, you know, unavoidable conversations that are going to take place when he gets into a locker room? How is he going to handle the hecklers in the stadiums? There are a lot of elements that you have to think about. How is Deshaun Watson going to navigate and handle these things when he comes back? Now, the question becomes, if if things work out in his favor today, and it indeed puts him on the road to being able to get a, a settlement agreement going with each one of the people after this, this domino falls today, if it indeed falls, then now the question becomes what organization that would be willing to first give up what they're going to have to give up to get him. That Keep that in mind because that creates a complexity to all of this as well is what does Houston want for Deshaun Watson. That's the first one. And that's going to create a, a tremendous challenge for the Steelers because the Steelers don't go that high with their contracts. The second thing is, what does the support look like? What will the support of the organization for Deshaun Watson look like? What type of a head coach is Deshaun Watson going to be playing for? What is the dynamic between the, the coaching staffs and and how is that going to look personality-wise um, with the support and backing of, of Deshaun and guidance of Deshaun Watson because he's clearly someone who still needs a tremendous amount of guidance in what he's doing. So you look at you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, that certainly does come across as one of the the, the teams that actually makes sense to want to to want to take a chance on him but I I think that there's a lot that would have to fall in line and fall into place in order for that to happen yeah it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington Jonas Knox coming up next uh, there's uh, somebody being accused of some shenanigans some selfish shenanigans that potentially hurt their own team we'll get into that for you right here on FSR be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Hey. Mike check. Hey. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Oh my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> Birdo's feeling it. 
Oh, I man. mean, what was that? It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Release. Sports Radio. Release! It's uh, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Um, we will be back on the air coming up Monday. Brady Quinn will return. No, well, actually, uh, tomorrow. 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific. You and I will be on tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. I listen to you guys hours. every Saturday. I listen to you guys every yeah. Saturday. Four hours. Yeah. Double barrel, baby. Uh, the uh, Up On Game crew yeah. uh, and the lead-in for the Up On Game crew, the What's undercard. What's the name of your show called? Oh, it's the Jonas Knox Show. That's pretty yeah. cool. No no room for what's anybody it, else. What's it like to have your name on a show? Uh, you know, it's pretty listen, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, just the norm, I guess. That's, That's the way it works. Awesome. Man, congratulations, Hey, man. man, thanks. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, man, when uh, you do great work, great things happen, you know what I mean? You bet your you ass. Got your own show name. Uh, by the way, uh, we are brought to you by Indeed. Bracket season is right around the corner for college basketball and our coverage on Fox Sports Radio is powered by Indeed. Hiring heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the great Lee DeLap to find out what the hell we've missed. Lee DeLap! You guys, former 49ers offensive lineman uh, Joe Staley, now with NBC Sports Bay Area, he's got a feeling that Jimmy Garoppolo felt a certain way about the drafting of Trey Lance as his uh, eventual replacement and thinks there's a little bit of a business aspect to the timing of his shoulder surgery, thinking that he's uh, wanting to diminish his trade value. To try and get even with the 49ers. Correct. (laughs) Uh, that doesn't help you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that logic. That does not help you. Although I, I see John Lynch kind of hinted uh, at the combine that um, they weren't expecting that he was going to need surgery because he got hurt in the game against the Cowboys, the playoff game. And so then he went and he played. He continued to play. He played, um, you know, in Green Bay. They won. Uh, he played in the NFC title game. And then he ended up needing surgery. And almost like the 49ers didn't really know that he needed surgery. So, I don't know, maybe there's something to that, you know? I mean, maybe. You wouldn't have done that to Washington back in the day? No. Like, uh, I, was, I gave them money back to leave. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that, that wasn't even a matter of trying to, like – I just wanted to get out of there. If he doesn't like being there, then then work to get out of there. Like have the conversation, see what you can do. You know, it's a shame because that was one of the chapters. Your time in Washington in RG 3s upcoming book that's now not coming out was uh, yeah. was that time. So it's yeah. a shame that we're not going to get that book. It's too bad. Yeah, what a bummer. He came a little after me. Yeah, but, but um, yeah. what else we got, Lee? <laughs> Guys, according to <laughs> Cleveland.com. The Browns are one of two AFC teams showing trade interest in Derek Carr, the other team being the Colts. Ooh. I think somebody said that the other day. Didn't Man, they? Derek Carr. <laughs> Look, I, well, I what am wait, I missing? They want to trade for Wait, the Colts want to trade, trade for, Derek for Derek Carr. Carr. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I was thinking like, Mayfield. I mean. Well, the, the Browns as well. The Browns and the Colts both showing trade interest. And Derek Carr. Derek Carr is better so than Baker Mayfield. You would have to trade Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield. Let me tell you something. If I'm the Raiders, it's going to take Baker Mayfield and a two or, or, or something like that in order to, to want to even consider making that deal. Like I, I Maybe I think Derek Carr is better than a lot of people do, but I, I just don't know why you would want to. He's better part. than a lot of people give him credit for, too. I think so, they just, just so we're clear. They just that. assume that Josh McDaniels uh, is going to pull what he did in Denver when he got yeah. to Denver and he was like, you know what? I don't want Jay 
Jay Cutler, and uh, he decided he wanted to bail on uh, on Jay Cutler, and it's like, and all that, right, we'll and that may happen, happen again. Uh, what else we got, Lee? You guys, Lincoln Riley has dropped seventeen point two million dollars on his new home in Ranchos Palos Verdes. That's about forty minutes away from Ranchos the USC campus, uh, maybe two hours <laughs> with traffic. Uh, it is aggressively a beautiful estate, three point one acres. By the way, isn't that where Petros lives? Doesn't how much, how much did he pay? How much? Seventeen point two. Yep. Seventeen point two million dollars for Good his trip. God. Yeah. You know what's crazy? When you hear a number like that, you, you might think that it's like super, super, super palatial. It might not be as palatial as you think. Well, out here, I mean, it cost a uh, million dollars to buy a trash can. No, no it, it is quite a looker. Again, three point one acres, yeah. and he's making one hundred ten million dollars with how about USC. That? And and Cali three point two. That's and, that is. Look like, at me, and, yeah. and Petros is his neighbor. That's the best part. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.